This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is episode 154 of This is the G Podcast. Yes. 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 The Brady Bunch is here, all bright and shiny faces. Yes. And, and you know, every week we do news, politics, pop culture, and, and the, spi- the spicy hot tea from Tanya B. And, and I'm going to get to it in just a minute. But man, what a week. What a week. That's all Ooh. I have to say. We're going to get into it. But, you know, I, I mean, who knew? I mean, when we were talking about this thing with uh, Harold Michael Harvey, and uh, of course, Harold Michael Harvey predicted a blue wave, but neither we didn't get the blue wave, nor did we get the red wave. So, I, you know, and, and, and you know, we've, I'm going to ask the panel what we got, <laughs> what you think we got. And, and we've got a special guest. I'll introduce him in a minute. But uh, what's up to my co-host, Tanya B. and Vi? Just I'm just going to hey, go hey, ahead hey. and say, hey, what's up, hey, y'all? Hey, hey, what's up, brother? Again, hey. a holiday. I guess you can we call it a holiday miracle? <laughs> I mean, in November, <laughs> the Dems retain the Senate. Uh, we don't know what's happening with the House yet, uh, but... Um, they're kind of gnawing at, you know, city by city, state by state. Um, you know, Joe Biden outperformed in the midterms going back over 30 years, which is just amazing considering everything that's going on with him. Um, you know, I, and, and I'm going to ask you all about this. The monster that the Republican, the Republican Party created is coming back to bite them. That's that's just, you know, my quick take on this. Uh, and and of course, on December 6th, uh, we're in the state of Georgia. Well, you know, three of us are uh, and, and one's in Florida. I got to ask him about his experience in Florida. But mm-hmm. the Warnock Walker runoff is coming up December 6th uh, and it gives the Democrats another opportunity, hopefully. And I'll say this. I am more of an independent, but the mansion cinema stronghold hopefully will be weakened. If Warnock gets in, because I just hate to see like moles in a party. Be the be the party. I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, so so that's my take. Uh, again, this is the G podcast episode 154. I'm Tommy B. Again, we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea with the one and only Tanya B. Yes. Yeah. Tanya B. Tanya B. Yes, 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 the yes. Birdwire. You can check her out every Friday and Saturday, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. and Saturday at noon. And again, y'all go to castropolis.net and it's on demand if you miss it live. Anything, you know, let me say this though. It was Veterans Day this week. And, and Vi, thank you for your service. And I heard you play Paul Hardcastle 19. 19. So yes. I, I'm like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> Those are my, but, you know, my, my turntable days, you know. My father, my yeah. grandfather, my brother-in-law, my cousins, they're all veterans. And I think everybody, if you don't have anybody who's in your immediate family who's a veteran, everybody pretty much knows somebody, you know, who was in the military. And I just say, you know, thank you for your sacrifice and your service. And the families give up a lot, too, so that we can walk around freely as we do. So, you know, I I, I just hope people don't take it lightly. And, and I just say I salute the veterans, not just on November 11th, but every day. I see people in the airport. I see them in uniform. You know, thank you for your services. It goes so far. And it takes you 10 seconds or less to say that. So. Absolutely. And I'm going to give it up for, for our vets. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. For all you do. And speaking of vets, my brother from another mother, the con- the country commentator, as we like to call him. Spelled with a K. The, with a K. And the pride of Forsyth, Georgia. Y'all give it up for Vi. 
Bai has been a happy man because the Bulldogs have been beating the snot out of everybody every single week. Congratulations, Vi. Beating up Mississippi State. And now they take the East, SEC East, and they're up against the LSU on the West. LSU. So yeah. so that's the uh the playoff. So I, I gotta say congrats to you. Any 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 just any quick take on the Georgia Bulldogs? We, we owe LSU. Bring them on. We owe. Oh, we ain't forgot that lab bull we got from <laughs> Payback. Go ahead. We'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna give it up for the, for the Georgia Bulldogs. By the way, that's for the Georgia Bulldogs, not for Herschel. Okay, let me just make sure I'm clear. I'm gonna be very you clear. You got that right. <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> not for Herschel, y'all. Embarrassing. And, and y'all know, let me say this. And, and this, this, I've known this guy for almost 20. We closed, we closed like tw- almost 20, about 20 years, right? I think it's plus. Yeah, 20 plus, 20 plus years. And, and, and you know, I hope, hope you don't mind me because I'm going to frame it for those of you who are watching on YouTube. You know, um, JR is a good friend, so I can say this. He's white, he's Jew, and he's even <laughs> Latino too. <laughs> Hey, I'm checking all the boxes. Checking all boxes. Any, anyone that does it. No, for real? Really? <laughs> Who knew I would never know looking at that, looking at you, JR? What, what, would, you think? what would you think? You know what's funny? You know what's funny, Tom, when you're saying that? What's that? Don't we all say the same thing? You know, looking at you, I wouldn't have thought. You, wouldn't right? have, you know, I mean, look, I'll just say we this. Do, we do that all the time. Yeah. It's look crazy. at me. I'm a little brown girl from Boston, and every time I come to Miami, it never feels. People walk up to me and start speaking Spanish. I think I look, but 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 I will just say this: just like people, whether you're black, brown, green, blue, or grizzly gray, we all come in so many different shades and and colors and hues and you know whatnot and and so on and so on. So you know, just say I couldn't tell. You know, like nowadays you can't tell, and then you've got so many people who are swirly and you know beautifully, (laughs) you know, commingled. You know. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so and when you say what does a uh, fill in the blank person look like nowadays, right. you can't do you it know, anymore, right? Exactly. But, but yeah, I, exactly. I, I just got it. And, and come on now, Tony, be swirly. <laughs> That's what I got. My <laughs> hey, I didn't want to say anything. But you know what? Here's, here's the deal, Jr. I get the email. I'm from Boston. Don't y'all mess with me. Right, I'm from right. Boston. Boston. Yeah. I get it. But, but doesn't know <laughs> South, East, West. Don't mess with me. You don't want my smoke. But go ahead, Tommy okay. B. I'm sorry. I, I know. Tommy. Again, I've known him, you know, 20 plus years. And, and, and I will tell you, y'all, let me let me just say this. I'm going to share this with you. Uh, I worked with him. I was a colleague. He, he was my boss, uh, you know, for a year. We worked together for a year. And I will tell you, it was the one of the best years <laughs> I mean, you're talking about travel. <laughs> he took the team to Orlando to what was it? Universal's Universal Studios. Universal yeah. Studios. I yeah, mean, wow. I, I I had I hadn't done. I think let me let me let me. I'm trying to name off the cities I went to. We worked for a research company, a well-known research company. I'm not going to mention the name of it, but everybody would know the name. But I, I remember going. I went to um, all this, just about every city in the southeast. Fargo, North yep. Dakota, Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, man, just just I went everywhere in a year <laughs> with this guy. So so I got to say, you know, thank you, Jr. Man, and and I'm looking forward to the conversation. But let me tell you, Jr. You know, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting the podcast. He reached out to me and said, "Hey, man, uh, you know, if you get a minute, you know, I'd love to kind of you know drop by your show and you know say what I got to say." And he's an independent. 
You know, so he's going to he's not he's in Florida, but he's not going to come over here trying to be Trumpy. And right. <laughs> let's hope not. <laughs> but but uh, I, I can tell that wouldn't be welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, brother. It would. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a leave button or a, an expel button. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm I'll tell everybody I, I'm not a Trumper. Um, and uh, even even DeSantis, who, who I don't put quite in the. Uh, same spot as a Trump uh, personally, I would say that, you know, I, I disagree with a lot of things that he perhaps uh, believes in too. So that's why I like to consider myself an independent and depending on what goes on, you know, I'll tell you how I feel, but I don't align with either party, you know, all the time. I think that's part of the problem we have here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, let's do this. Uh, JR again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, my co-host Tanya B. Vi. Let's go ahead and do news with Syracuse Mike and you know Syracuse Mike. I, I know Syracuse you. Mike. Well, I went to Syracuse, and I know Syracuse Mike as well. Absolutely, yeah, he's another Syracuse guy. Oh my God, thanks yeah. for having me on the show. By the way, I oh, want to say man. thank you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Let's go ahead and do news with Syracuse Mike. We'll come back. Here we go. News team, assemble. It's time for the week in news with Syracuse Mike. The Okmulgee Circuit District Attorney T. Wright Barksdale has decided against bringing charges in the Brianna Greer case. She's the Hancock County woman who died while in custody. Greer was arrested on July 15th after a mental health episode and fell out of a moving Hancock County Sheriff's Office patrol car. Barksdale has also acknowledged that he personally knows one of the arresting officers. The GBI announced Monday that it has closed its investigation into Greer's death. Now that there will be a Senate runoff in Georgia, here's what you can expect. First, there will be a shorter period of time before voters head back to the polls. The runoff between Senator Raphael Warnock and former football star Herschel Walker will be on December 6th. Here's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. This will be a very heavy lift for our counties because it's a four-week runoff period. But I have confidence they will take all the measures required to rise to the task. One of the most expensive Senate races in the nation will now get more expensive, and that means more TV and radio ads. President Biden held a press conference and appeared confident after his party didn't experience the same level of losses as his recent predecessors. The president made it clear his administration avoided a red wave and said Election Day was a good day for democracy. The American people have spoken and proven once again that democracy is who we are. Keep in mind, who controls the Senate and the House is still up in the air. Meta, the parent company of Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, has announced cuts of 11,000 jobs. That's 13% of the company's workforce. Meta CEO and Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg announced the decision to staff members and blamed rapid company and revenue growth during the COVID-19 pandemic that was not sustained. In October, Meta posted a 50% drop in quarterly profits. Governor Brian Kemp has been re-elected for a second term. According to the latest numbers, he beat Stacey Abrams 53 to 46 percent. We woke up every single day talking about how to build a safer, stronger Georgia for you and your family and help your family fight through Joe Biden's 40-year high inflation. That's Kemp last night. Abrams congratulated Kemp before he spoke and said she will continue to fight for Georgia. In New York State, Kathy Hochul becomes the first woman elected governor. She replaced Andrew Cuomo following his resignation and won by a huge margin despite late polls showing a close race. Sarah Huckabee Sanders becomes Arkansas's first woman elected governor and Westmore will be Maryland's first black governor. 
Lawyers for WNBA star Brittany Griner have revealed that she's being moved to a Russian penal colony or prison camp to begin serving out her nine-year sentence on drug smuggling charges. It could be weeks before her exact location is known. Many Russian prison camps are also a source of revenue, with manufacturing plants for food or clothing, and even construction work performed by prisoners. Conditions can be hard. Longtime sportscaster Fred Hickman has died. Hickman and the late Nick Charles became the face of CNN Sports during a time when CNN actually devoted airtime to a sports program. For many years, they competed with ESPN's Sports Center. Hickman eventually joined ESPN and Fox Sports. He was just 66 when he passed. I tell you, rest in power, Fred Hickman, man. Growing up, I mean, high school, uh, you know, Fred Hickman was a big deal. And uh, so, you know, to uh, see him pass or hear about him passing at 66, young age, um, you know, I, I guess the uh, services are, are, are coming up this week. Uh, still no, I guess, announcement on, on what, you know, the cause of death was. But, uh, you know, our prayers and condolences go to his family and uh, just, you know, always a good, smooth delivery and very insightful and funny. He had quick wit. So, uh, you know, rest in power. And again, condolences to his family. All right, y'all, you know, we got this week. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. And I'm, st- I'm going to start with you, JR, uh, because, you know, one of, the, one of the things you and I worked in data. OK, um, you know, you you definitely, uh, you know, and, and let me tell you, all as as a uh, as as a manager, <laughs> this guy expected excellence. So you better have your stuff together when you get in front to present. Per- per- Perfection was the goal. Excellence will be tolerated. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what he was. But but Good you know, excellent. heck of a heck of a guy. Learned a lot working with him. But let me say. Let me ask you about this. Um, first of all, you know, the, the the biggest question is, what's your biggest takeaway from what you saw happen on Tuesday? Biggest Nobody takeaway. knows. Really? Nobody knows. Because t- check out all the, the, the predictions. Uh, you know, I, I think about, um, you know, how close everything was or how far the polls were, depending upon when you looked at them. And then in the end, nobody knows. I think about your uh, key race there in Georgia, you know, with uh, Herschel Walker and uh, the Reverend, you know. And, and I wonder, I wonder, you know, when it's so close, who, who really has the edge? And I don't think uh, Herschel was even thought to win at first and now it's a runoff so that's one thing and then i stop and i look at my own uh, election here in florida where you know you had christ and desantis and supposedly it was neck and neck and in the end it was two to one desantis to christ so my take on it is that nobody really knows until the election day and it really depends also i think on how fired up people are how passionate are they about the given election i think a lot of people don't realize how important their votes are and that if everybody says, oh, you know, no, I don't, you know, my vote is important. Well, look what ends up happening or doesn't end up happening. Well, you so know, you, you and I work together in, in you know, of course, in, in data, in research. Uh, one of the things and I, I've been saying this throughout uh, throughout the uh, election, well, throughout the campaigning, um, I believe that it's tough to get people. Uh, it, it's tough to do polling. These days, you know, the way it used to be back in the day, you had landlines. There's no landlines. Yes. Exactly. And how so. So when you when you think about the methodology that used to exist, uh, can you really trust the polls? Can we trust the polls these days? 
You know, I think you, you can trust the polls, but I think in the end, the reality is we don't know. It depends on how, you know, depending upon what goes on. If you stop and think about what happened toward the end of the election cycle, all of a sudden you heard about Herschel Walker and uh, uh, allegedly paying for uh, women's abortions. Uh, well, that happened immediately just before the election. Mm -hmm. Well, was that knowledge known before the election? I got to imagine so, but it was strategically released right up at the election. So is that going to affect things that the polls might have otherwise been saying that the polls can't capture two days before if the poll was uh, a week ago, hmm. you know, and all of a sudden this info comes out. So those are the things that I think influence what, what happens toward the end. And, you know, some of it is, is unpredictable. You know, if you think about what happened up in uh, Pennsylvania with uh, Dr. Oz and Fetterman, who expected Fetterman to have a stroke? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that kind of stuff is, is unbelievable. Yeah, the intangibles, I guess. It, yeah, it, the, things, the things that you can't, you know, you can't do. And then depending on what happens, sometimes people get passionate about something last minute because something goes on. I know uh, DeSantis made a very impassioned speech about uh, how we're not going to say certain things down here uh, about wokeness, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. And maybe that, that fired people up. They wanted to hear something like that. Or maybe... The other it didn't bother the other people uh, on the Democratic side as much. You know, you don't know what affects things last minute. Yeah. But um, I do think those factors, you know, come into play, even if you're looking at data prior. OK, let me go to you, Tanya B. You were you were you, were, you had um, a look on your face. Uh, don't I always. <laughs> um, <you know. laughs> but, you know, I'm there. I just I'm just curious. I know you talked about DeSantis and, you know, the things that did happen in Florida, and the things that didn't happen in Florida. And honestly, I was not aware because I don't go to Florida anymore about this young Gen Z. I, I know his last name is Frost. I can't think of his first name, but, you know, it seemed like he kind of came out of, you know, I don't know, out of nowhere, or if he just found, you know, he pushed the right buttons to get, you know, the gens to go to the polls and vote. Uh, I guess I have a two prong question is one is, do you think he'll be effective? All things considered. And, um, you know, allegedly the things that, you know, he talked about were, again, those hot buttons like, you know, when Ted uh, Cruz came out and said, if you you know want student loan forgiveness, you're a slacker. And I know there are several big schools in the state of Florida where a lot of people get these loans to go to school and they come out and they're in everywhere. They're in deep debt forever. Um, right. Do you think that, you know, that moved the gen X, X, Y, Z, whatever you call those people. I call them the children, uh, you know, to go vote. And, you know, what do you think, you know, all things considered, do you think Frost will have enough time to make an impact or make any inroads? It seems like people were fired up when he won. Get get to that, JR. What, do you, what are your thoughts? You know, I think we'll see about Frost. I think it's one of those things that uh, time will tell, right? Mm. We all got to wait and see. And uh, as, as far as the rest of it goes, you know, it, there's a lot of electronic media that's going on now as far as social, as far as um, different uh, sites and, and different ways. I know I got umpteen texts before I voted asking for support on either side. For me, texts are still probably the way to get to me, but they also annoy me. You know, because if I didn't tell you to contact me, now you're contacting me on my private phone. Does that have the same type of effect as something being put on a Facebook or an Instagram or something like that? I don't know, but I think it also depends on the demographics that you're talking about. You know, uh, as you get older, you have different ways you want to communicate. You don't want to communicate. And I think that has a lot to do with it. We may not know about it, you know, because they're not trying to reach me as a Gen X or a Gen Z. -er. Okay. So I don't know what they're doing. 
Yeah, let me go to you, Vi. Um, your your thoughts, your biggest takeaway from what you saw on Tuesday. Well, I mean, I think we ought to be able to do something about how, how we get all these unqualified crazy folks in office. <laughs> I mean, dang, I mean, come on now. It makes it seem like I can just wake up one morning and say, okay, I want to be Congress. As long as you vote for my get in there. That is crazy. Yeah. It should not be that easy to get in office, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, let me let me say something and 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 I'll say this and and I'll I'll start I, my biggest takeaway was the Republican Party um and and you and I, I I think we've been saying this since we've been doing the podcast is has has constantly been moving away to the point where it's a fringe party from where the traditional Republican Party used to be. And and that's a big deal. I think, you know, with, when you see, especially when we look at the state of Georgia, we see Marjorie Taylor Greene. You see yeah. Lauren Boebert, who, who's out in Colorado. Uh, you know, uh, all these, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm just going to use the phrase Trumpy uh, candidates. Um, I think it backfired. You know, the other thing is um, it, it almost comes across as kooky, you know, and, and, and I hope... <laughs> I know that's a real technical term to use, but I think when people are hurting, when when gas prices are, are going through the roof and well, were, but now, you know, of course, they're they're, kind of, they're going in a different direction. Uh, when you've got inflation, grocery store prices are up, you know, people want folks who are really serious about solving problems. The thing I saw basically from the Republican Party was nothing. They offered no solutions. They They were very critical of maybe an incumbent Democrat or That's critical the, of the other side, but they never offered solutions. They but were, they, what they always do, they complain, they criticize, but they never have a solution. They can tell you how bad things are, yeah. but they don't tell you how to fix it. They yeah. don't have, like, like when Obama did the, um, the, the health care. Yeah. All the years to talk about health care, and then when it came time for them to do something, there was, no, no there, there was no alternative. There was no alternative. There was no alternative. And, and so I will say, talking about? and I'll say this, uh, you know, because I'm old enough to know. Um, I think if you look at, because I go back, I mean, you know, hell, I, I remember, uh, hell, Nixon, part, partly <laughs> as, a, as a kid. I think they stopped giving solutions and just start peddling fear. And when you can go. I don't even think you, that. I just yeah. think. I just think anything the Democrats say do, they say let's go against it, whether it's good yeah. or bad. Yeah, yeah. But because also, I, I agree because with you. Because they, didn't, because yeah. they yeah. didn't think because they're not because if they didn't come up with the idea, yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. But if you've been if you've been around long enough to know, and I think it backfired this this time around because the other thing is, I think Trump is being hurt by or was hurt by the January sixth. Uh, by a lot of what was said, even though I think a lot of folks felt it was a waste of time. I think it was a slow erosion of credibility. And I think based on where they stand right now, you're going to see them really just like a lot of them. You know, even when you look at Herschel, even though the fact with Herschel Walker, uh, you know, Trump actually encouraged him to run. He didn't use Trump at all in any of his ads. I mean, I think a lot of them are really pulling away from him, even though as we tape on a Sunday, the, the word is he's supposed to make an announcement on Tuesday. Um, but I mean, look at what Rupert Murdoch and, and, and his media company has decided to do. For the most part, 
there was on on Wednesday morning, they were slamming Trump. I mean, they call him Trumpy Dumpty. For now. I mean, what what's that? For, they're slamming him for now. Yeah, and I, I say for now, but anytime when you're in a situation like this, because right now, keep in mind the other thing is um with these uh, court cases and charges pending. Everybody's waiting to see what what Garland Merrick Garland's going to do. Plus, you've got the situation in Fulton County. I'm not saying they're going to do it because you know how I feel. Hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. But still, all these things are pending. And a lot of what was said was we're going to wait until after midterm. So in my opinion, I think he's making the announcement Tuesday because he wants to uh, he, he wants to get ahead of a lot of the legal issues he has. You know, I, I just I just think right now the Republican Party is a party rudderless. And, you know, and, and well, you, you got, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony B. No, I, I get what you're saying. You know, it's funny. He'll make this so-called announcement on the 15th and on the 16th. Watch Ron DeSantis come and say, I'm running for president. And that's going to be interesting because now Trump also claims he's going to come out with some very, very bad. Can't, you know, no more than a, a three letter word. Very, very bad information was DeSantis. Because actually, at the, if you look at the end of the at the end of the day, DeSantis is his governor. And if DeSantis, you know, who they claim is like, you know, I call him SOT, son of Trump, you know, is being you know, touted as the new face of the of the Republican Party and mm-hmm. not Trump. You know, he's not going to take that well at all. Yeah. Whether you know, and DeSantis could be like you know the devil personified for all we know. But again, he that's is. really that's, that's <laughs> right. Okay, I'm I'm trying to be uh, fair here. But you know, I mean, I think that's really going to be uh, you know a thorn in Trump's side. And, and I understand it's coming, and there are just so many other people. You know, like people like Pence and and some, a bunch of other people that could usurp him and just conjugate a verb better than Trump that are going to be coming for him. And now he's going to start trying to throw them all on the bus. Number one, mm. you know, you know what the biggest two. problem is well, go ahead. Go ahead. JR. JR jump in. I, I, I think you're looking at, at Trump and DeSantis. They're going to they're splitting the Republican party. So for Democrats, I think it's going to be brilliant because Trump is going to get roughly a third of the Republicans that are still loyal to him and he can do no wrong. And it doesn't matter what he says, does or otherwise, mm-hmm. they're going to stand behind him. And then you go to the other, you know, I'm going to say two thirds of the party that is kind of tired of him. Uh, they know that he's very powerful. I don't think that there's a lot of other Republicans that would be able to win or out uh, promote him, you know, like a Pence. Pence isn't going to out, you know, he doesn't uh, have it. He has That's a wet noodle. What <laughs> yeah, that's my point. So you're, you're not going to get anything there. And the only other person then would be DeSantis. I think they're going to have to figure that out sooner than later. And I think Trump's not an idiot, which is why he's going to make his announcement Tuesday and then say that Ron DeSantis is, uh, you know, just following up or just trying to, you know, uh, be his uh, also ran kind of thing. And he's also mm-hmm. giving him so, a new name, uh, Ron DeSanctimonious. Is, oh, think, you know, already, it's funny. I heard about that. I think it was it was rejected, though, by a lot of the Republicans because yeah. for the conservatives, because he can't spell offensive. it. <laughs> How about <laughs> that? Look, he's already <laughs> threatened to say He said if the Sanders decide to run against, he's going to put out put out stuff about him that don't nobody know besides him. Yeah, no, he yeah, said yeah. bad stuff. Yeah, real bad. He said stuff. he said his he typical, said his wife should be worried. Yeah, it is. It oh is. gosh. Hey, let me let me play something. Uh, let me let me play a, a comment and and I because I, I think this is something we need. to we need to uh, go into a little bit. Let me play this. You guys are familiar with Michael Cohen, uh, you know, uh, Trump's ex, ex-lawyer. He was on MSNBC. Let me, let me play what he had to say. Let's 
really, I mean, you have all run up straight into him at first um, in one way or another. So I, I want you, Michael Cohn, to tell me what that second thing looks like that Tim's talking about, trying to obliterate the Ron DeSantis's out there. Well, he will. Um, no different than what he tried to do with me. It's all part of the same playbook. Donald only runs relatively the same plays, maybe with a tweak here or there. The first thing he does is he labels you. Right. Whether it's low energy, Jeb, little Marco, Lion Ted. Now it's Ron DeSanctimonious. I don't even know what that means. And I know one thing that he doesn't know how to spell it. So somebody actually did a good job for him. Then after that, he's going to start to try to use whatever media sway that he has to denigrate you. He's already put it out there. Something about uh, Ron DeSantis's wife isn't going to be happy. That's a latent threat. What did what did he do to Ted Cruz? He put a picture of Ted Cruz's father with Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. And the caption by the National Enquirer. Ted Cruz's father killed JFK. But he did the same thing to Marco Rubio when he had Marco Rubio in a swimming pool with cocaine with a bunch of naked guys. Same National Enquirer. Well, the National Enquirer is not relevant anymore. Nobody even looks at it. He lost the New York Post. He lost Fox News. They're, I mean, Trumpy Dumpty. I mean, you know, that article was really rough. So at the end of the day, what does he have? Untruth Social? I mean, how many people do you got? 20, 30 people on that? So where is that going to? If we give him the oxygen to keep this going, it's on us. Yeah, that's my concern. And, and you know what? This will be... As a postmortem, probably the most time I'll spend even mentioning his name, uh, I think it's relevant because we have to, you know, they were so dependent upon him actually making the name a positive and actually it turned into a negative. One, one thing I want to ask you, and, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap up this uh, conversation about the election. Um, Jim, are you surprised with all the information that came out on Herschel Walker that white women voted for him? upwards, what, 75, 76 percent in Georgia. Does that surprise you? Yes. Hmm. I don't quite know what else to say. Yes, that, that <laughs> surprises me. What doesn't surprise me is that he still has what I'll call star power. And I remember watching him when I was a kid playing football. And I think a lot of other people in Georgia still remember him as Herschel Walker, the football player. And if you only listen to one side of the news, you're only probably going to hear one set of information, you know. And so depending upon what you watch, if they're not watching certain networks, they're not going to get as much information. Now, I do think that his whole uh you know, the scandal with the abortion, you know, alleged abortions and whatnot probably did make both sides of the news. Um, but I think depending on what you watch, you're seeing a lot more of it or a lot less of it. Yeah. And it depends on who you're living with and, you know, that kind of thing. And um, if people also get the news from one set of news sources, it's going to be different than if you look at all of them. So I think that factors in a lot. Yeah. And it also actually, when you look at, you know, Stacey Abrams again, in, in the state of Georgia lost to Kemp. And, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that even with Roe v. Wade, people still voted for Kemp. They still voted with Kemp, you know, um, and, and that that surprises. I, I don't think it was as bad in some of the northern states. You look at uh, at Michigan, you look at New York with the, the gubernatorial races. But in the South, you know, you've got, you know, of course, white men are going to be lockstep with with the Republican Party right now. But to see white women still, and, and I th again, I don't want to just throw a blanket. I think it's older. 
because in the state of Georgia, for the most part, we're talking 50 plus. Uh, there was a big youth component in, in this election that came out, but you still got the majority of uh, the voters who are coming out are 50 plus. So those 50 plus white women, college educated and, you know, high, just high school, those folks voted for, they, they voted for Kemp. They're also voting for Herschel Walker. So it, it's interesting to see what the strategy will be for the Democratic Party going forward to find out how they can pull those women over. Do you see, as a, as a woman, Tanya B., what do you say? I say those heifers fell and hit their heads. <laughs> but, I mean, it, you know, it, it just makes you wonder because mostly every single woman, and, you know, I mean, most men have a type. Let's just call a thing a thing. But if you look at the bulk of the women that came out and said that they had these dalliances or these affairs and, you know, they went and got these pregnancies terminated uh, with Herschel Walker. And there was some that showed their receipts, you know, and a lot of this happened while he was still married to the wife whose um, head he put the gun to. You know, I'm like, what does it take? But, you know, in certain th- let's call a thing a thing in certain segments of of our population across any and all racial, you know, barriers or whatever you want, uh, ethnic groups. In some people's world, if that is their normal, mm. it doesn't affect them. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're used to being around violence as a child, although you are traumatized and you go up to be an adult and you want to stick and stay in the hood. You know, that doesn't affect you because if, if getting pregnancies terminated and getting pregnant by men and, you know, blah, 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 blah. If that is your normal, it doesn't affect you. And apparently those women that went and voted for him were women that I'm not trying to generalize or say anything about anybody shady. But let's call a thing a thing. If that's normal in your world, then all the stuff that's been said about Herschel Walker doesn't affect you. Let me take it a step further. If what is normal in your world is things like, you know, the situations with Trump with the women and the hookers and the this and the that and grabbing by the putang and whatnot, if that's normal in your world, it didn't affect you. These two people knew how to knew how to cater to the lowest common denominator of intelligence, at least in my world, the view from my bridges. So they found, you know, how you find those buzzwords and things that they know will move people to go vote for them because a lot of them weren't affected by that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, you know what? Well, let's let's do this. Okay. I'm a, because we got to get to the T. Jim, you, that's your mission uh, to go out and poll the white women and find out. <laughs> Wait, can, are you sure you can say that? Shut up. You know what? Isn't this a family broadcast? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Not let me go poll so, the white women. <laughs> so you are the Ethan. Saying, you you know, are the Ethan Hunt. Okay. <laughs> wow, I can't even believe we went here. You know what? But but I, but I'm just saying, you know, because let me say this. If you JR, JR will be polling the white okay. women. Okay, go ahead. You know, no, I, you know what? Let me say this. Go, I would say, don't just poll only white women. I'm going to poll the black women. Let me tell you, I have something. Okay. Just all of them. Exactly. You know, I mean, think about it. You know, they have a type. I know women who look like me and some who look like you and in between. And they have been down to the clinic with a K. Um, 
three, four, five, six times, wow. and it's like, okay, well, Sloppy we, we me, got. You are not the father. You are not the father. You are not the father. All right, all right, all right. But for them, that's normal. You're not the you're not the father. But I'm just saying, think about in some like that people's guns in some people's existence. That's their normal. It's unfortunate in some people's existence. You know, domestic violence is their normal. And sometimes they don't know any better, yeah, you know, and right. when you know better, you do better. When you're ignorant, you can, when you're ignorant, you can learn more. When you're stupid, dumb or a moron like Herschel Walker, there is no coming back. That's all I got to say. Okay, cool. I appreciate y'all. Let's go ahead and wrap up that. And, and let's go ahead and do the tea. Here we go. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. All right, Jim, just hang with us. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to listen to Tanya B's tea. But uh, I'm sure I'm, I don't know if I can hang with you. Man, I'm still <laughs> muted for the last second. <laughs> I'm busy pulling. Oh, oh it, gets, it only gets worse. <laughs> Come on, Tanya, bring it. Okay, I'll be nice. I'll be nice so we have company. Um, the first thing I want to just talk about is you know just all the hoopla in the fanfare about Black Panther two Wakanda forever. We got the Happy Meal. We got the makeup line. We got a whole bunch of stuff. But you know, as we speak right now, the movie is pushing uh, three hundred million dollars. Over $300 million, you know, there was just the early uh, screenings in IMAX Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the whole nine yards. And right now, as we speak, it is the 10th highest opening of a film ever, which is a good thing. Yes. And um, so and I, I, no spoiler alert. I'm not going to tell you what happens because I haven't seen the movie. Uh, someone else can speak to this, but people usually get up and leave when the credits roll. But if you're going to go see this movie, all two hours and 41 minutes of it, stay because there is more footage after the credits roll. Get your money's worth because if you go to the movies now and take somebody with you, you're going to spend 50 bucks even if you go to Dollar Tree and get your candy. So um, also, you know, the soundtrack is really, you know, happy and I, I watched the documentary go check out Am I Black Enough for You on uh, Netflix where a lot of times the songs from the soundtrack now come out before the movie because they sell the movie you've got Rihanna you even got E. Foda from the Bay Area in the soundtrack and you've got Nigeria represented by um, Tim's who's coming over here blowing up, blowing up the spot and burner boy so you know I, I hope if this doesn't get Angela Bassett an Oscar nomination and an Oscar which she so richly deserves then you know what I'm done with the movies Hmm. Okay. Okay. And I know well, we're also going to talk about the, I call it the the concert funeral of the rapper Takeoff, one third of the Migos. Over 15,000 people stood in all of that rain on Friday outside the State Farm Arena trying to get in. The minute you came in, I thought this would happen. They would, they, they seized any and all cell phones because you know people be pulling out their phones all the time um you know alicia keys was supposed to perform there because she apparently worked on an album with um the Migos with drake uh drake spoke uh ja rule performed uh, chloe bailey beyonce jr performed and justin bieber was there him and his whatever that thing is he has in his face but then yolanda adams came i heard she shut it all the way down and took everybody who had never been to church went to church that day when she hit the stage okay um, Jack Harlow was also there. No body count, but I hear that um, Lori Harvey has dumped in and gone back to future. And uh, I understand when Offset gave his speech, he became so emotional that everybody in there was just crying, crying, crying. And somehow, and it had to be an inside job. If they took people's phones when they were coming in, it was an inside job as Offset's speech at the service has been leaked to social media. And shout out to Mayor Andre Dickens for presenting Offset's family 
posthumously with the Phoenix Award, which is the highest award that you can get in Atlanta. And um, I don't know if Stacey was there, but she probably should have been. Um, and now we're going to talk about one of the biggest stories of the week, which is Meg Thee Stallion. And here is why. Now, Meg Thee Stallion is getting support from a lot of entities. There's a letter uh, from the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium. And it's an open letter that condemns violence against women. And the first thought that came to my mind is, you know, why should Meg have to defend herself, you know, if other men won't? And that seems to be the way. Because, uh, you know, in light of the recent events, Drake has this Circle Loco song out that accuses her of lying about being shot by Tory Lanez and also accuses her of getting you know, like immense uh, plastic surgery, which she probably has a lot less than a whole lot of these other girls out there. Um, Cardi B, I'm just calling a thing a thing. And um, so uh, Mama Maxine Waters openly supports her, uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson, uh, Tamika Mallory, and a bunch of others. Uh, more than two dozen women have signed, uh, you know, this massive, you know, letter of support to her. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting because I, here's two of the, I read the entire letter, but the two things that really got me were these quotes. And I start with saying, uh, it must be said that our culture has failed you. And I think you, it failed Meg, but I think culture has failed women. Um, and they call her one of the most brightly shining daughters, but then, and this is, also applicable to a lot of women. You've had to navigate this deeply difficult experience in the public eye. And while you've managed to stay strong and keep showing up for work every day in spite of it all. And I think that can be said to those women who had to deal with that per Harvey Weinstein, Roman Polanski. Um, now even Warren Beatty's being accused of sexual assault um, and statutory rape. And I understand that there are some more uh, allegations coming out against Orange Julius with some underage girls. But you know what? Some people just won't care. They, their mind is what it is but uh, you know that that's really it and um you know i give meg credit for you know still you know, running staying in the race and running the course and uh, apparently she has a, a better support system around her now than she did before and i just hope you know that she's victorious in all of this because you know and you look at a lot of places you look in whether it's music you know corporate america a lot of workplaces you know women are still second class citizens now men can't get away with what they used to get away with you know, but it's still there. And I just say this whole situation speaks to almost every man. You know, everybody has a mother, a daughter, a sister, you know, an aunt, a nana, uh, a godmother, whatever. And, you know, just, you know, if somebody came and, you know, said, OK, Jr. Vi, you know, Tommy B., you know, this man is accusing your daughter of lying about being shot. You know, you want to go and yoke them up and buck up on them because it's not right. If they come into her space and try to violate her, you want to yoke them up. And I'm sure if you have a son, you know, most people, I'll say most because some people, again, they, they live in these worlds where violence is the norm. But, you know, just teaching, you know, our young men, whether they be black, brown, green or grizzly, great, teach them how to respect women. Because again, if someone did, you know, if someone said to uh, about Meg, what Drake said, you know, they'd be up there you know, trying to yoke him up. But again, he needs to go somewhere and sit down and fold the laundry because you want to talk about um, somebody having plastic surgery. Let's look at his baby mama, the ex-stripper turned porn actor. Well, let, let, me, let me ask you get this, off Tony B. Get off my on, 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 on another note, okay. <laughs> still regarding Drake, I mean, who, who is disappointing that he would say something mm. like that considering his, you know, the size of his audience. But do you think he was doing it um, in, because, you know, he's still a Canadian citizen, one, and uh, the guy, what's his name? Tory Lanez? Tory Lanez is Canadian. Yeah, yeah they're, they're both Canadian. Right. So do you think it was just him uh, 
trying to defend his fellow countrymen? And, and don't go into, we don't have a lot of time. No, no, no I'm, yes I'm just no. going to say this. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, to say this. Now, he came for Megan, said that greasy stuff. Last week, he was getting greasy with Serena Williams and her husband. I think they wow. are women that turned him down. And Vienna wow. Sausage. Next. <laughs> okay, what you got next? Wait. We're keeping it moving. No, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> go ahead, no, tell I, you, B. I got more. Now, I'm just, I'm just done. But you know, one thing I do want to say is, can we just uh, say five on to Andrea Campbell? She's the first black female attorney general in my home state of Massachusetts. Oh. Okay. Now, what about Snoop? You got uh, some, some information. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Y'all. See, I got all caught up in this. See, y'all got, got, y'all got my away. pressure up. You, I got, you, got, you got carried up. away and you got Jim perplexed. <laughs> okay. Now, see, now, that's wow. what, come on. Come on, JR. Lean in for this one. Um, lean in for this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you ready for. <laughs> are you ready for. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for anything. <laughs> you ready for this podcast. <laughs> are you ready for Snoop Dogg, the movie? Um, Alan Hughes, who directed Minister Society and Dead Presidents, along with Joe Robert Cole, who is the co writer of Black, both Black Panther movies, will be at the helm of this movie. Uh, it comes through uh, Snoop Dogg's Jess Road Pictures. And, you know, it's interesting. If you look at, you know, how long of a way he's come from his 1992 debut on the soundtrack of the movie Deep Cover to now being an international brand. Uh, he's into the whole lifestyle thing. He's also a technology entrepreneur, entrepreneur. <laughs> dig that, you know, entertainment. And plus, you know, he brought Martha Stewart back to life after she you know, learned how to survive in jail. So, you know, what? It, it will be interesting and he's going to be involved in it. So I just hope that, you know, unlike uh, the Whitney Houston movie, I want to dance with somebody that, it, you know, tells you the facts. You know, don't glamorize, you know, those things that weren't, you know, all that positive. But I just hope it tells the truth in that, you know, he really um, continues to just be, you know, to show that, you know, you can change. And like the, the saying goes, when you know better, you do better. I think yeah, now yeah. he knows better and now he's doing better. So yeah, I'm not mad at him. Yeah. And he does not smoke 150 joints a day. Um, his weed roll are probably got fired for saying that. Yeah. 44. So that means that's that's one every 15. I'm sorry. Every 16 point. Seven, five minutes. That's a whole lot of weed. And he still has to um, work and sleep. So I don't, that means he got to smoke a joint. Every just just real quick on, on the Snoop story. Um, the Hughes yeah. brothers uh, were huge. You know, if you if you remember the movie uh, Dead Presidents. Uh, yeah, you, they did. Minister you know, Society. Minister Society, but yeah. also the Book of Eli with uh, yeah. Denzel. Uh, yeah. in, in my opinion, mm -hmm. they're, they're two of the most, you know, it's only one of them now. They split. They Alan. Had, they had a yeah, bad, Alan, Alan, they had a bad yeah. fight, broke up. But and Alan has together. the Emmy. Yeah, Alan has yeah. the Emmy. But, but the Hughes brothers, knowing that a Hughes is involved in this, yeah. I think it's going to be very good. And, and hopefully one of the things I hope that they deal with is, you know, the thing that really turned Snoop around was that murder trial. When he, yeah, when he was, was acquitted, when he was acquitted, that's when I think he saw his life flash before him and after that he was a different person so well you know we, what else yeah. you know what else has to, has to do with this yeah not so much his talk with oprah but i don't know if you, this is uh if you watch the Dion warwick documentary don't make me over it comes yeah. out well, finally no, I didn't. in I january didn't watch that. No. um no it was not out yet but you know i don't know if you know that there was a beef going on with death row and somehow snoop was somehow on the fringes of it but it was mediated by of all people Dion warwick who yoked up suge knight and she squashed the beef. So that oh, might have been part of what you know brought him good back. For her. Let me give it up. And the fact yeah. that he's got kids, you know, yeah. he's got a wife and kids. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, y'all, let's go ahead. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do this, but I'm going to do it a little bit different this time around. What you watching this week, Tommy? JR, you survived. All right, instead of, instead of what I'm watching, Vibe, you, I, 
Vi, look at him. He, the music hits him and he's gone. But, but Vi, Vi, what was your take on, on uh, Wakanda Forever, man? What, what's it your take? It was, to me, it was a great movie. It had everything in it. It had all the emotions in it. I'm not going to say it was better than uh, the first Black Panther, but it's it's good. Okay. I mean, the direction was good. The character was good. The story was good. I mean, to me, it just... And it, it was, and it was very emotional. Also, it was, it's, it was a good movie, and it was surprising. Okay, I, I, and I'm, I appreciate you for not giving any spoilers, and we're not mm-hmm. going to give any spoilers on the show. But, but when you, how was the crowd when, when you went to see it? Um, they were pretty crowd. I mean, they was quiet. Okay, okay, it was quiet. Was it, a, was it a packed house? Yes, it was packed. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and that's interesting to me because, well, I mean, you know, I think people are getting beyond COVID, COVID, and they're, they're really going out. This was not a movie. Like a, a lot of the big movies have been also on streaming. This was not one of them. You know, it was only in the theater. So, um, you know, I'm glad to hear it. Um, you know, I think the biggest criticism I'm hearing is the length of it. But if you can sit through end games, <laughs> you can Dude. sit there. How long is end games? I mean, hey, what I was, was the so other into one? The, I was so into the movie. I didn't even, I knew it was yeah. three hours long, but it didn't feel like it. Yeah. And that's, that's a, the mark of a good movie. Mm-hmm. So. So good for them. Good for them. Appreciate you, Vi. Vi was Vi was on the you know on the scene just to to see Wakanda Forever first weekend. Did you wear your white, by the way? I did. <laughs> In the winter? Okay. Cool. Very hey. good. In the fall? <laughs> good stuff. Appreciate you, man. Hey, just real quick, <laughs> as, as we wrap up what you're watching, uh, before I kill it, uh Atlanta FX is over. So uh Donald Glover. And the crew, I, I do have to give them their applause. Um, you know, FX. I, I call it Atlanta on FX because when I just say Atlanta, nobody understands it's the Atlanta series. Um, but but that that show, I wasn't a big fan. I, I didn't watch Seinfeld, but it is one of the shows. If you heard Seinfeld, people talk about a show about nothing that they make something out of nothing. You know, they'll go down probably the last few seasons as the show that made something out of nothing. And the last episode was true to that. If you haven't had a chance, check it out. Uh, also, I'm still watching Abbott Elementary. Uh, definitely. And in, in they're they're getting the funny back. They're, they're definitely the back half of the season uh, rolling the jokes. The writing's better. Reasonable Doubt I'm, is is getting crazy on Hulu still. I think they've got two more episodes left. Definitely worth the watch. Please don't put this show on ABC. Keep it on Hulu so we can see the real nitty gritty. And you know, the show that's surprising me still and every week, it's emotional. Uh, Let the right one in on on Showtime. I'm serious. Uh, This is the one with Anika Noni Rose is, is one of the stars, probably the biggest star that we would know. And, you know, of course, it's based on the movies, the vampire movies. But it is, uh, you know, I, I had a chance to watch as we tape on Sunday, Saturday night. I watched the most recent episode and it is it'll choke you up. I mean, it's more than a vampire show because a lot of people will say, eh, yeah, I don't want to watch that. You know, it's after Halloween, I don't want to see that. It is really an emotional series. And to the point where you say, oh, my God, where are they going with this? So so, you know, good show, good episode. If you agree with me, hit me up. Definitely would love your feedback. Um, but uh, that's what we're watching this week. Anything you watching, JR, this, that kind of comes to mind? You know, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I've been watching a lot of football lately. Not, yes. not, a, whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot of shows. So, yeah. uh, But I, my Dolphins won today. So Good, man. Let me give the Dolphins. Shows you that I'm, yeah. Tua. 
Go to it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, baby. Welcome back. Welcome back to it. Hey, let's do this. Um, you know, JR, man, again, thank you so much for being on. Uh, again, JR checks all boxes. So uh, I, I know I, I know I'll get in a good way. Yeah, I don't don't. I uh, hope so. I hope so. Either that or you're going to be getting a lot of letters. Get that coin off that podcast. No, hey man, I, I want to play. You know, I, I haven't done Tommy's Corner. I do a, a little thing called Tommy's Corner. I hadn't done it in a while. Uh, I want to go ahead and do this. You guys listen to what I have to say, and we want to talk about this on the back end. Okay, here we go. One of the best pieces of advice given to me as a broadcaster, and I still carry it today in podcasting was this. Make sure the hill you want to die on is indeed the hill you want to die on. It's a military expression. It refers to difficult situations or issues that people want to address, but recognize it would be too much of a hassle to deal with. Though you want to defend your quote-unquote hill from attack, to do so would be suicidal, given the much stronger enemy. And this particular hill isn't so vital that you should give up your life for it. So it's best to just retreat. My battles, my hills, are typically intended to impact change. Best example and most timely would be voting and voting rights. Despite how beleaguered our current political system has become, I'm still willing to die on that get out to vote hill. I believe that a strong enough coalition of voters supporting a just platform with the right leadership can bring about positive change. The example of a hill I'm not willing to die on would be those of multi-million dollar influencers who recklessly promote concepts they themselves may not have fully investigated or even thought out. I firmly believe in freedom of speech. I believe in freedom to practice one's religion. With that, there are consequences. And practicing and believing in one's faith doesn't always require everyone give you support. I stand in solidarity with communities who understand that despite our differences, finding common ground and working together for the greater good lifts us all. This is important for future generations. In a 1969 speech, Fred Hampton declared, we say you don't fight racism with racism. We're going to fight racism with solidarity. He and his allies knew that the forces against them were so powerful that only by working together would they even begin to achieve equality and justice. Now that is a hill I'm willing to die on. I welcome your thoughts. Go to castropolis.net, leave a voicemail. This has been Thomas Corn. Hey y'all, you know, first, you know, uh, uh, again, I, I think for a lot of folks, even up to the minute, uh, as we take the podcast, um, Dave Chappelle was on SNL and, and there was a headline about something he mentioned in his his uh, monologue. I don't want to get into it because uh, we could we only have a few minutes left. But but I don't have to tell y'all <laughs> what's going. I don't have to mention what's going on. Uh, but but I do you know just just a real quick one minute take. Um, and, and I'll start with um, you know Jr. You're our, our guest, so I'm gonna give you a chance to kind of <laughs> you know mull on that for a minute. I'm gonna start with Tanya B. Go to Jr. and then end it with Vibe. But but Tanya B. Any thoughts? Well, you know, I, I actually there was sometimes when I last when I it seemed like he kind of wanted to play it safe and not step on everybody's toes. He did step on some folks' toes, but like I said to you, you know, the headline comes out about you know how he's trying to popularize anti-Semitism. I'm like, 
you hope there are enough people, but you don't always know that have, you know, that know better than to think, why would that be popular? You know, but the other thing is I looked at that. Okay. That was interesting. But then again, my issue with Dave Chappelle and anybody, I don't care if you're white, green, black, or grizzly gray, he was dropping the M-bombs. And I was like, you know what? You could have been funny without that. Yeah. Yeah. That was my issue with him. JR. And and I'm not specifically just talking about uh, Dave Chappelle, you know, everything that's been going on. Uh, any, you any know, quick thoughts. It's funny. I, I think that that for whatever reason, we're in this um, time of, of our history. And I say our history, everybody's history, where we have to make some decisions. And those decisions are, are do we have to be so extreme that you either are on one side or you're on the other? And there's no sort of middle ground. I think we all need to take a deep breath a little bit before we go reacting the way we do. Uh, And I'm not going to refer to anybody in particular. I'll just say reacting the way we do and just say, hey, you know what? Maybe that's not what everybody feels. Maybe just because I admire somebody or I like somebody, that doesn't mean that I should feel the exact same way. And maybe ask yourself, you know, do, do I really need somebody to tell me how I feel or can I use my own experience and develop my own feelings because I think, uh, unfortunately, we're very influenced by the media around us right now, and what we're watching, what our friends are doing, what our friends are saying, and that kind of thing. So, mm. make your own decisions. I guess is is my point, as opposed to listening to one side or another. Okay, good point. Uh, Vi, I'll end it with you. Your thoughts? My thing is, um, I'm with him. Why are we taking everything so serious? I mean, if a person says something. Okay, fine. That's their opinion. They want to apologize. They apologize. But why do they need to? Why do you? Why do we need to force our opinion on somebody who agree? It's like we can't disagree on anything anymore. Everybody mm-hmm. got to agree with things or not. Well, I mean, you're wrong. Is, right? I mean, this this is that, that's not how America was made. We were supposed to disagree, but we're supposed to get along with the disagree. My always thing said, pick your battles. Yeah. Or like I used to tell my friend, my wife at the time. Okay, we can agree to disagree and move on. Yeah, yeah, agree. Good point. All right, y'all, go to castropolis.net. All the information there, if you if you have any feedback, um, if you want to make a comment about Jim polling the white women, or, no, I'm sorry, did I say that again? All, all women. <laughs> all, all women. You know, I know I get it right. <laughs> so you don't okay. get a bunch of phone calls from sensitive women who feel like they are being omitted from the poll. Well, I want everyone to enjoy the poll. That's right, enjoy <laughs> the poll. There you go. Hey, but let me say this before before we wrap up. We've only got a couple of minutes, and y'all hang with me. Uh, I got we a really got one minute. thirty. We got come on now, Miss. I got to get to the kitchen. Uh, let me let me say this real quick. I want to thank uh, last thirty days: McDonough, Atlanta, Tacoma, Washington, Decatur, Seattle, Palm Beach Gardens, a couple of towns in Ohio, Illinois, El Dorado Hills, California, New Market, Alabama, Greenville, South Carolina, Lithonia. Rancho Cordova, London, El Paso, Oklahoma City, Dayton, Las Vegas, Charlotte, Dallas, Georgia, Boca Raton, San Bernardino, Riverside, L.A., Hawthorne, Muskogee or Muskegee, Wisconsin. You'd know, Jim. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia, San Antonio, Richardson, Texas, Humble, Texas, because he traveled a lot. Okay, I'm not going there. Uh, <laughs> Bel Air, Texas, uh, Tallahona, <laughs> Tech, uh, Tennessee, Halsey, Oregon, New York City, Trent, New Jersey, uh, Rockville, Maryland, Dorchester, Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts, Bloomington, Indiana, Stone Mountain, Norcross, Midland, Georgia, Lawrenceville, Fairburn, uh, Dublin, Georgia. 
Uh, Silmar, you know where Silmar, Florida is, Jim? I'll, I'll ask you about that in a minute. I, I, I think it. I think I do actually. Good stuff. It's, uh, Central Florida. Central yeah. Florida, Redlands, California, Mobile, Alabama, Iraq. Uh, let's see, Coventry, UK, Ashford, UK, Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina. Just want to give all those folks. That's where we reach it. So, so just want to say, last thirty days. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast, and and I, I I've missed the last couple of uh, 30 day shout outs. And so I just want to say thanks to all those folks who download our podcast. See, there are some folks listening, JR. Actually, they'll, you know, love it, love it. this is you, you recruited. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Again, y'all again, go to castropolis.net. Appreciate you for checking us out. And, and, you know, we got to close the show as we always do. Vi, are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. You may not be able to keep people from speaking evil about you, but you can at least stop supplying them with the ammunition. As long as you do, do as long as you do what is right, their accusation will be empty and only embarrass them. Keep your conduct above criticism. First Peter chapter three verse sixteen, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ. Let me put to shame. In other words, people, don't do wrong. Don't do wrong. Don't be messy. People won't be talking about you. So if they talk about you and you know you ain't done wrong, then you have nothing to worry about. Be true to yourself. That's all that matters. Stay good, people. Stay peaceful. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Byron. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. JR, again, man, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for reaching out. My pleasure. My please come pleasure. back. Please thank come you. back. Please come back. And, and I know I'll get a text as to whether or not he's coming back, but thank you, JR. I appreciate you. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't I come back? You survived me. You survived. <laughs> again, Tiny B. I made Tiny B. You know, else you got A. Hey, you got you got treated better than I got treated the first time I was on the oh, show. Yes. Tell you what, man, I, 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 I made it through. I'm sure. Now what now? They were rough. Hey, they were rough on me. <laughs> yes, yes, not yes. me. No, it was. It, I know not it was. You. You? It wasn't you. It was. But man, Jr., thank you. See, they'll go on and on about this. It's my pleasure. Tanya B. Again, Birdwire Friday, Saturday nights, 8 p.m., 10 p.m. Saturdays at noon. Definitely go to castropolis.net. And the on-demand version is there. Bye. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for your service, man. 20 plus years uh, military. Uh, man, appreciate you, bro. Uh, all you That's do. That's right. My brother from another mother. Keep right. doing your thank thing. You. Yeah. Thank Remember, you. Remember, yeah. freedom ain't free. Somebody <laughs> got to pay the price. That's, that's we right. appreciate it. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. And with that, episode 154 is in the can, y'all. And we are out of here. Peace and power to the people. Have a great week, y'all. Welcome forever. You've been listening to the G Podcast. With your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.